Hello and welcome back to Fabulous Folklore with Icy. That is the working title of this new podcast uh, accompanying the folklore blog over at my website icysedgwick.com. For those of you who don't know me, I write gothic horror and fantasy fiction and I also blog like a bastard about folklore. Um, So without any further ado, let's get on with this week's post. We're looking at changelings. So I want you to imagine that you live in the 17th century. So there's no Facebook, no Twitter, no Velcro, none of the things that we all know and love. And you're a woman. And after surviving the ordeal of childbirth, now you have to make sure that you've got enough food for your family. And you have to hope that you can keep a roof over your head. And you've got to try and survive plague and smallpox and God knows what other horrible diseases they're all kicking about. And you might think that that's plenty enough to worry about on its own. And, you know, for some people it would be. But for some families, you've got an additional worry that your child is going to be stolen by fairies and replaced with a changeling. So what are changelings? Well, that's what we're going to find out in this post. We're going to explore what changelings are, how you can guard against them, and we're going to have a look at the sinister side of changeling stories. Now, bear in mind, if you Google changelings, um, you'll get loads of different folklore from different countries. So just for the purposes of space, we're going to stick to the UK. So what are changelings? In a nutshell, changelings are beings that have been left behind to replace stolen children. And humans used to blame both fairies and trolls for stealing the children. And apparently trolls thought that their offspring would be considered more respectable if they were raised by humans. I would argue it would depend on the human, but there we go. Some people believe that fairies had particularly frail children. So for them, they were swapping their quite fragile offspring for more robust human babies. Uh, you, You have to wonder why they would go to all the bother of leaving them behind. You know, why not just steal the children? But never mind. But you have to bear in mind that not all beings uh, that were left behind were actually replacement children. Some old elves actually adopted the guise of children so that humans would look after them when they got too old, which I think gives you a completely different view of Lord of the Rings if you think about it like that. And there's also an additional uh, element to this, which doesn't come up as often in the stories, but uh, unusual looking children, shall we say. Uh, might also point to relationships between humans and non-human creatures and there was a belief that the non-human parent would eventually come back to stake their claim on the child Um, and you get this in selkie folklore where male selkies would come back and claim any children that they'd had with uh, human women but that's another story for another time we're talking about changelings today there is a final type of changeling uh, which was a replica made of wood and these were enchanted with fairy magic to make them have the appearance of living children. And this particular form of um, changeling magic uh, actually takes place in Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell, which is a fantastic book. If you haven't read it, you should. Um, but it's also it was made into a BBC adaptation that was very, very good. And in it, um, one of the fairies creates a changeling of a human woman using part of a moss oak. Uh, and in these cases, these human stroke wood changelings would uh, they would sort of sicken and die so the parents would think that they'd lost a child when they actually hadn't bearing all this in mind they don't sound particularly pleasant how do you actually spot a changeling the first thing that gave them away was the fact that they didn't grow no matter how much they ate um some of them had a wizened or deformed appearance so if you, i always like to think of them looking like the troll dolls that everyone had in like the 70s and the 90s when they made a comeback um so you 
probably notice if your child suddenly looked like one of them. Uh, some ch- uh, changelings were actually quite active, um, but other ones simply lay in their cradles like dolls. And I can't help thinking that, that that version would probably scare me more than the wizened ones. Despite their ugliness, um, changelings would sometimes sort of demonstrate that they were wise beyond their years, uh, or they wouldn't speak the way that children do. Um, and there's a particular story that tells of a mother who asked her child to actually prepare a meal in an empty eggshell. The changeling then more or less expressed surprise that you could even do such a thing, thus giving itself away as a changeling, and then the fairies um, came back to give the woman a child back. And this seems to be um, a bit of a common recurrence in the changeling stories, that if you could challenge them in some way, when they then chose to leave because they realised that they'd been spotted, the fairies had to return your child. Um, there was also a suspicion on sort of quite cross children that wasted away, which Walter Gregor talked about in 1881. And he describes how, if this was the case, the parents would put this sort of sickly, wasting child in front of a blazing fire, uh, or they would also suspend the child in a basket above a fire. Um, bear in mind, it's not in the fire, it's just above it. But it was near enough that the heat from the flames would prompt a changeling to disappear up the chimney. Um, don't try that at home, is all I'm going to say. Um, alternatively, if you wanted to not just check it was a changeling, but you actually wanted to bring back your original child, you would then suspend the basket over a fire using a hazel tree branch. And if the child screamed, which I would imagine it probably would because it was hung over a fire, but never mind, um, this would reveal its changeling nature. And then the parents would have to take it to a crossroads where they would pass a corpse over it because you know we've all got hundreds of them lying around. And then once you did this particular ritual, the fairies would bring the real child back. So with all these different methods of getting your child back or spotting a changeling in the first place, could parents actually guard against them? And the answer is yes. Uh, Health and safety would have a field day with the answers, but we'll get to those in just a second. One of the ways you could guard against changelings was to have your children baptised, because unbaptised children actually face the biggest risk of being stolen and particularly fair-haired children so I'd be all right as I'm quite a dark brunette and William Henderson in 1879 uh, described the fact that people in Northumberland wouldn't even take unbaptized children on journeys to stop fairies stealing them en route you could also put garlic bread and steel in a cradle which would guard against any kind of fairy theft um You could hang an open pair of scissors over a cot to deter fairies. You could stick an iron pin into the baby's clothes. Uh, Anything basically involving iron because fairies are quite severely allergic to it. I can't help reading those and just thinking, oh dear God, no, that's not very safe. But obviously this is from a 21st century point of view. If you want a slightly less dangerous option, parents might make the sign of the cross above the baby and then they would sprinkle the cot with holy water, which seems a little bit more pleasant. But we've actually got a Scottish tale that was related by Thomas Kiteley, um, which has a slightly easier way of deterring changelings. So we've got these two boys, two lads, um, who apparently used to like smuggling whiskey, but that we'll, we'll forgive them that for now. And they're at a friend's home when they heard his child cry out in its cradle for seemingly no reason, and it sounded like it was in real pain. And its mother then uttered a blessing, and the lads obviously realising this had nothing to do with them, they set off on their errand and away they went. But a part way down the lane, they then found this healthy child just lying by itself on the side of the road, 
obviously being curious, they went over to check it was okay. And then they discovered it was actually their friend's child. And the fairies had abandoned it after they'd taken it because the mother's blessing had more or less prompted them to drop it wherever they were. Now, this is a bit of a weird part of the story because the boys then decided not to take the child back to its home and just took it with them, uh, which is a bit of a strange thing to do, but there you go. Um, And they only returned it home the next time they were in the area. And by this point, you know, it was quite healthy, quite happy. um, And they were talking to the child's mother. And she happened to mention that the last time they'd been there, it had marked the onset of a peculiar illness in her child. And it had started wasting away. So obviously at this point, the boys then produced her child. It was obviously absolutely fine, much to her joy. But then what did they do with the changeling? So they built up a fire and they hung a creel above the kindling and they put the sickly child in it. Obviously, at this point, it realised, oh, this isn't going to end well, and the child uh, took off up the chimney, swearing all the way. So they obviously discovered um, it was a changeling, but it was the fact that it was the mother blessing her child was enough to make the fairies basically just leave the baby where it was. Quite why they didn't come to collect their own changeling back, I'm not sure, but there we go. And this is the thing. um, You look at changeling stories and you often wonder what happened to the, the children who were taken. And in Northern England, people actually thought that the fairies would treat the babies quite well. And the the fact that the babies were stolen was less to put a focus on the fairy children being raised well, but more that the human children would be looked after. But the problem is, not everybody believed in that kind of thing. And obviously, people wanted their own children back, understandably. But the genuine hysteria that there was around changings actually led to some quite unfortunate incidents. And in 1826, one woman actually drowned a four-year-old who couldn't speak or stand at that point. And she claimed that she'd driven a fairy out of her child. And the judge actually acquitted her of murder because obviously her reasoning was that she hadn't murdered the child, she'd murdered the fairy. And the same thing happened in in the 1890s in Ireland where a man murdered his wife um, and after because she'd been ill and a local had accused her of being a changeling. And he was only convicted of manslaughter because the fact that he, he said he'd killed the changeling, not his wife. So it wasn't murder because it wasn't premeditated against his wife. And the very fact that even in the 1890s, somebody would buy that kind of crap is actually quite scary. And it's entirely possible that changelings offered quite a helpful motive for parents if they wanted to dispose of unwanted children. Obviously, this is a time when people didn't know as much about disability. Um, They often thought that a disabled or somehow sickly child represented a sin that the parent had committed or something. So it's a, it's it's likely that there's probably a lot more stories than that in the annals of history about people using changelings as an excuse to do slightly nefarious things. Because what better way to dispose of unwanted people than to claim that they're not actually the people themselves? So what do you think? Are changelings possible or are they just misunderstood? Uh, I've got an entire blog post about this. Um, at www.icsedgwick.com forward slash changelings hyphen friend hyphen four. Um, you can drop me a comment there and let me know what you think. Uh, I've also got pictures and uh, artwork, which is quite nice as well, if you're more of a visual person. Uh, and aside from that, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we will be back next week with something else. I haven't decided what yet. Um, so please feel free to subscribe to this on whatever podcast app you're using and I will see you next week. Cheerio!